0: Is up everybody. Welcome to Toffee Blues USA, your your source for all things Everton, American style. I am Jerry coming to you from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh took a, a little hiatus from the show last week because life got complicated. Yes, my my kid was playing in an out, out of town football tournament, soccer tournament, football tournament, whatever you want to say. And and yeah, life got complicated, so I couldn't record the show. Apologies, but I'm back and bringing with me a new new friend uh yeah we've got from the new york city evertonians we have james rogers with us james welcome
1: hello mate how are you doing it's great to be here
0: (laughs) really awesome to to be on the air with you man because we you know full disclosure to everybody out there james and i've just been sitting here talking off you know just like for a long time before actually starting the show and and it was—it's—it's it's crazy that you're missing out all this juicy James content. So I'm gonna see if I can get, it to, get him to replay yeah. it again. I'll see what I can do for you. I'll see what I can do. Solid. It's solid, everybody. Uh, so James, really quick, just uh, because I like to make sure I get to it uh, and uh, and not forget. So your home supporters group are the NYC Evertonians.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, there's about probably over a hundred of us um, based out of bar turnmill in new york when it's open kind of in in, in easier times and yeah you know we've been doing been doing really well it's been growing founded in 2004 a bunch of expats were involved in the formation of that you know and it's been going from strength to strength to strength you know we're involved with a lot of a lot of other groups around the country you know kind of reaching out to others kind of getting involved with the merch and everything else kind of trying to support everything in the community so yeah it's been great i mean for me it's been quite the home from home as an expat Evertonian. So yeah, it's been a, w- a wonderful experience.
0: So, uh, so Evertonians in the New York city mm-hmm. area, you need to, you need to be following NYC Evertonians mm-hmm. on Twitter and all the other social media platforms. And uh, yeah, you need to follow James as well. Go ahead and uh, get that connection going, you know, because he's pretty heavily rooted in the NYC Evertonians community as you'll find out in just a little bit.
1: They're, they're my only
0: friends, let's be honest. Like, what can I say? You know, I've tried, but they're my only friends. So, so James, I, I, I got to note this for everybody else. You have such a thick Brooklyn accent. I can't yeah 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 it. Yeah, so... I mean,
1: honestly, it's, 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 it's like Goodfellas, isn't it? You know, it's, it's like... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm told that all the time. Yeah, I really am told that all the time.
0: Yeah, I, I I really wish, really wish you were just just because I would love to to hear your responses every time it happens. Oh my gosh! So 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 James, you are a a, a journalist, but uh, and you're living in, in in Brooklyn, but you're originally not from there. Just to get yeah. it out of the way and say it out loud, where where did you grow up?
1: I'm from Heighton, which is part of Liverpool and um, Tony Hibbert is also from Heighton uh, Peter Reed another Everton great is from Heighton so yeah Heighton is a real Liverpool place
0: I'm a real Scouser. Very cool it's, I was thinking about the Scouse accent today oddly enough and I was like you know it's a really cool sounding accent you oh, know what I mean you. it's it's a I, I, I all my my friends are that i've talked to on the show that have that accent i'm just like everything you say sounds cool that's not fair it sounds <laughs> that's not cool. you know i just sound like some dork that sucks no no, right. no 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 that's not
1: that's not fair i think you're being quite harsh on yourself but well, thank you anyway um,
0: <laughs> it's just a cool accent man it's just oh,
1: thank you thank geez. you so much
0: uh but so, when did you come to the United States? I've been
1: here since two thousand and four. Um, yeah, I was um, met a lovely young American lady many years ago while on a trip here. Um, funnily enough, I was with a gang of Evertonians. Um, this was uh, this, this was uh, over twenty years ago. Um, ended up moving over here to to be with her. Um, yeah, she, we now have two wonderful children. We are married. Uh, yeah, so it's um, yeah. I'm I'm a fully paid up member of
0: American life now. You know? U.S. A, citizen.
1: You know, the whole shebang.
0: It's a yeah. beautiful story though, because that Thank doesn't you. happen all the time. You know. Thank you. So Everton strangely played a part
1: in bringing us together. There I was, kind of drinking in New York with a bunch of Evertonians,
0: and I met her in a
1: bar, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah,
0: you know, I met my wife in a bar too, James. Isn't that crazy? How that actually happens sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe that. That's what people used to do years ago. That's you know, that's. I don't, I don't know what the kids do these days, but yeah, that's how it was back in the day.
0: <laughs> so, so you you've been in the U.S., New York. I mean, New York since two thousand four. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, and you've been an Everton supporter pretty much as long oh, as you remember? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was kind of, you know, my dad was an Evertonian. So that was, you know, there was never another path for me. That was always how it was going to be. So I can't remember a time when Everton didn't loom large in my life, you know. There um, have been good times and bad times, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, was a season ticket holder for many years when I was living there. Mm-hmm. Um, lived in London for a long time and kind of travelled all over the country watching them so yeah you know I mean it's been it's been it was a wrench to leave there um, you know and not be able to go to the game as frequently as I could but having a group to be with and kind of get together and watch games with whether you know kind of back when we were all in the bar and it was magic that was great but even doing stuff virtually now like I've been on kind of zoom, zoom watch parties with like the dc toffees and like people from people from california and this was like during the last lockdown you know last summer when we were awful and i couldn't i was counting the minutes to the zoom watch parties just because like yeah you know you're getting with people like people you've got stuff in common with great great grander people you know and so we, we we all adapt don't we all find ways to kind of get through and kind of be with other Evertonians and, and watch the game and have a bit of banter, and have a bit of a laugh and just marvel at the fact that people are drinking that early in the morning, even at home. It's like, you know, not me and my kids are too little. Like I, I'd get no peace, but like, you know, kind of, you know, people are still having a laugh. They're still enjoying themselves. Like they're still doing what they do. You know, it's been absolutely, it's been great. Like having a, having a virtual community, if you told me that's what I would be doing like 10 years ago, that's how I'd be watching Everton. I wouldn't have believed you, but you know, it's, it's just been great. It's been, been fantastic meeting, meeting everyone all over the country. It's superb. superb.
0: I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't, I would not have believed you if you'd have told me, yeah. you know, that kind of, you know, that I'd be, you know, doing a show like this, talking to James, if you'd have told me this 20 years ago, I know, yeah. no, I would not, it it would not have. Yeah. But you no, know, every, every Thursday now I get to, Hunker down and talk talk about my favorite team. With uh, yeah. sometimes it's a new friend, sometimes it's a, it's an old friend. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's great. So you are a seasoned Evertonian who's been to many many matches. What's your yeah. favorite away day? Out of curiosity.
1: Ooh, let me think. Where well, have we had good away days? Oh, there've been so many. You know what? A place we always used to go to. And I was living in London at the time. So for me, it was kind of like a shorter trip. But all, the, all my mates would come down from, from Merseyside and we would go to Arsenal. Um, and we'd done all the London grounds. And Arsenal, I, you know, I've never seen us win there. We always got beat. Um, but I always found it for whatever reason. There was a, there was a pub just outside. This is the old Highbury. I haven't been to the Emirates because I've lived here for a million years. But um, there was a pub outside. Highbury, which I think it was called Highbury Tavern. And we used to go and drink in there after the game as away fans, you know, and so that can, you know, that can often yeah. be a little bit of a, little bit of a difficult, tricky situation. And I can remember being in there and like me and my mates were playing pool and kind of just, you know, kind of having a really good time there, hanging out with the Arsenal supporters. We were having drinks brought for us. And like, I always remember that because, away days like, there are good ones and bad ones do you know what I mean like on a good one like you, know, you get a good win you all have a laugh everyone's safe on a bad one you know it's a bit it, back then at least you know it could be a bit tense and it yeah. wasn't always the safest experience whereas I always look back on those times at Arsenal as despite football always being very negative and like we always got beat uh, but it was a good day do you know what I mean and being with other fans and kind of just hanging out. And it was, yeah, for me, it was what football is all about. You know what I mean? It's like nice. we've got our Everton community, but there's a broader community as well. So, yeah, I look back on those those days
0: in the Highbury Tavern as being, like,
1: really good days.
0: Very cool. Uh, as far as what you're – okay, I, I'm asking these very specific questions, and That's you have fine. not been prepped on this at all. Hmm. So no. if, if I put you on the spot and you're like, oh, my God, it, yeah, I'm just – I'm, I'm apologising now. That's okay. But your favourite match you attended?
1: Oh, so for me, it would be um, the 1994 FA Cup semi-final. Elland Road, Everton versus Spurs. Really? Everton had been underperforming all season. They'd kind of, like, they'd been skirting relegation. Um, actually, they were still skirting relegation. Even at that point in the game, everyone wanted this dream final, Spurs versus Man United. And no one gave Everett a chance 4 one absolutely <laughs> obliterated them. It was just, just incredible football. It was force of will. It was just so amazing. It was like, it's one of those days when you, you, your dreams come true, you know? And it's like, I remember bumping into one of my mates, um, Philly from Heighton, and, um, Actually, living the road behind the one I grew up in, and I bumped into him outside Ellen Road, and I'm like, you know, "It's FA Cup fi- semi-final day." I was really, really nervous, and I'm like, "Mate, I'm, I'm a bag of nerves. I'm a bag of nerves." And he's like, "Don't worry, Jay. Don't worry. This thing's bigger than both of us." <laughs> I was like, "All right, okay." But you know what? It was one of those days. It was just like everything went right, and you know, and and then obviously we went on to win the cup at Wembley. Um, I didn't get to Wembley. That was our last, you know, that was our last trophy. So, mm. but I always think that the look back on that semi-final has just been the perfect day of football. It was absolutely magical. You know, kind of a team that had been written off against a team that were hotly favoured. And we just, you know, talk about self-belief and just going for it. Like Evan had a game plan and they just went there. And it's the one where Daniel Amacachi um, substituted himself before the end of the He brought himself on. Uh, Jordan De Evan were about to make a substitution and then I think the player came off to get treatments, and then Amakachi brought himself so on just walked on he wanted to be part of it that much and scored two goals you know became a legend do you know what I mean it was just it was one of those days it was absolutely incredible so yeah no I'm honestly I could talk about it all day but no I will
0: I'll finish there uh, but to be honest with you it's very worth the uh, screen time just said if if you kept going it would have been all right uh, just <laughs> oh, thank you. especially like hearing a tone of your voice like shift like, when you start getting like giddy about it
1: it's like oh was like, a great time
0: uh so uh, now i'm going to get into some of that my 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 stock evertonian mm-hmm. questions that i tend to ask people who's your favorite current everton player um
1: you know, I've got two. I like Coleman. You know, Coleman. I think is just you know what a leader. You know, it just is classic, classic Everton player, classic Everton captain. Um, you know, his leadership qualities. Even when you know, even when they're performing poorly, you can just see him trying to drag everyone forward. Um, and, you know, from, you know, from fullback, back, he's just trying to impose himself and kind of drag the game with him. It's really incredible, um, you know, other than his, his obvious abilities. And I've also got a real soft spot for Richarlison. I think that he just, again, like that work ethic, that work rate, that just, you know, he's relentless. I'd hate to be the player marking him, he never stops. Right. You know, and he's had criticism for like, you know, maybe not getting so many goals, although he's been on a good run lately. But I think what he brings to the party, it's just fantastic. And it's been like that from day one. Like when we signed him, I was a bit like, oh, that's a lot of money. And kind of now I I see it, you know, he's, Mm he's, I mean, he's a Brazilian international, like established. It's him and Neymar, you know, kind of wow like and you know it's to see his development I've really really got a soft spot for, for Richarlison I just, he's, a, he's a great player
0: yeah I'm with you the idea of narrowing what Richarlison does down to just the goals yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's not fair and I, yeah. I, and I know that Ancelotti apparently said to him like you know we need more goals from him it's just fair enough he gets the goals but I just don't think he can't just be measured on that he just he can't yeah. his, his contribution's so great
0: so, on to the next question. Your favourite Everton goal?
1: Joe, um, you know, I wasn't at this game. Um, I think it would have to be... And this has done the rounds, a vital sensation. Graham Sharp at Anfield, you've probably seen it. That incredible volley when people run onto the field. Yeah, and yeah. Their, their 80s coats afterwards. I have afterwards seen that. And, he, and, he's, and he's mobbed, and it's just... it's. I mean, it's such, a, it's such a thing of beauty, you know, um, it really is. It's, it's such an incredible thing to have been there and to, yeah, I mean, like it, just, it's, it's the, it has to be the goal that all players dream of scoring, and all fans dream of the players scoring. So, yeah, that has to be probably my favourite goal.
0: That, I feel like that one gets mentioned uh, by the, yeah. the folks who have been been watching the club for many, many, many years. That's, yeah. a, that's a popular answer. Um, That's one of those I I had to catch on YouTube because I was so late to the Everton party. But yeah, going back and watching uh, Graham Sharp highlights. uh, yeah. You know,
1: while you're saying you were late to the Everton party, that's why you've got a full head of hair and I look like this. Stress mate. You know
0: what I mean? Like, this is a lifetime.
1: This, this is decades you worth. Know? This is... But is you. You started late
0: now. Look, look, at, at you, you know? look at how many greys I got rocking in here, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on.
1: Please. No, 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 no. Honestly, like, this is what I have to do to you. You know, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> there the highs there are lows, you know. That's part of, the, part of it, isn't it, you know? My kids are starting at like birth, so I got to talk to them. Be like, listen, guys, here's the way it's going to (laughs) go. Am I not getting off with it? I didn't get off with it. No, no, no. Born into this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, last stock question. This is kind of a weird one. What all time Everton player are you? like personality wise. So if you sat there and said that Everton player, yeah, that's my personality. That guy right there. Wow.
1: Well, that's a good one. That. Um, I think, do you know what? I think i I mentioned him earlier. Um, Tony Hibbert, <laughs> he's my personality. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I've got a job. I want to do it. You know, I've got a job, I want to do it. I kind of focused, you know, I like to think not too much drama, not too much fuss, just just go about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, he's, you know, he's from heightened as well. So there's that. So I can kind yeah. of, uh, I can see that. I have never met him, but um, we had our photo. The New York Evertonians went over there for a game um, a few years ago. Evan Stoke, and he came and had his picture taken with us with us afterwards, which was great. I was like, and Duncan Ferguson and Joel Robles at the time, that's when it was. So yeah, Jeez. yeah, Hibbo came over. So yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm Tony Hibbert. Yeah, I'm Tony Hibbert. It just, it was, do my job, get down there. You know, I want to make a million appearances. You know. yeah. I, want, I, want, I want people to feel unrelatable. <laughs> <Just, you
0: know. laughs> so I'm going to need that picture of, uh, of you holding the gigantic carp now.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah I don't own a fish farm so yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it's, I'm, not,
1: I'm not being so big with the Anglin times
0: but yeah you know it just... <laughs> we're to get you to the market just find a big gigantic fish and hold it up and be like yes uh, I want everyone to be mobbing
1: me at my testimonial that's all I ask
0: you know <laughs> it's it's the little things you know <laughs> very cool all right so that's a fast. That's a first, by the way. No one has said Hebo, so that's yeah. A... I've got to
1: represent height, mate. I really do. I've got to represent height.
0: Love it. All right, so I gave you a heads up about this topic, uh, which you can take however you wish. Okay. But I mentioned uh, this concept. A lot of our American viewers who haven't had a, a ton of experience, like at the club with the club, they haven't had have, like a lifetime. You know, there's these little like Everton rules, you know, mm-hmm. that you learn along the way. Like, oh, man, I, I realized that I wasn't supposed to do that later on and then mm-hmm. I felt really silly, but then some Everton supporters were really cool about it and let me know about it, that kind of thing. So toffee taboos doesn't have to be a taboo, though. It could just be an Everton rule that you know of. Okay. From your match day experiences, I'd love to hear what you got.
1: Everton social mores
0: yeah 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 um,
1: one of the things when I started going to the match with my dad he was at pains to explain to me the tradition this is common to all grounds not just Everton but I think it's an important one in the UK when the opposing keeper comes out in front of the banks of massed banks of home fans he always gets a round of applause um, even if he's a Liverpool keeper you know it's it's just, it's a tradition. It's, you know, it's, I think it's a really, it's a really beautiful one, just a, a bit. And then the, the keeper will invariably acknowledge that, um, as he comes out. I, I just, it's a really, I've always thought it's a really nice moment and, and a great tradition there. And something about Everton as well, which again was instilled in me by my dad is that when, even when Everton concede, um, if it's a goal of real brilliance, um, there'll be a polite ripple of applause will go around Goodison, um, acknowledging that. And I don't know what happens at other grounds. I think it, it happens other places too, but it's just something that I always, you know, I, I always felt was was really great about Goodison that, you know, yeah, obviously, you know, you know, whatever, you know, and we're kind of, you know, we want Everton to, to do well and kind of like we're all rooting for them. And But there are times when you can also just sort of acknowledge, you know, great play from other teams mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, you know, that doesn't happen all the time, this polite ripple of applause, but it, but it does happen. Um, you know, and that was something my dad would be like, you know, someone had scored a, a worldie against against us and he'd be like, you know, come on, we clap now. And, you know, other people would be doing it too. And I, I thought that that's it. It's just a great thing. Like, you know, I'm going to instill that in my own kids when we start going to Goodison as well. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, look, you know, we want Everton to, to do well we're kind of we're there for them we're like screaming them on but there are quiet moments as well where there's, there's these little things that are, I think are a kind of importance and a kind of part of the fabric of, of British football really and I don't know I, I haven't seen that I don't know whether there's anything analogous in, in American sports I mean there, maybe there are, there are things like that little traditions little mores but those two really really st- stuck with me you know
0: yeah I I honestly don't know of anything like that in American sport that I've seen, you know, at least not in the the live events that I've seen or anything I've seen on, you know, there's not not, really nothing like that. Uh, Yeah, nothing. I (laughs) am I'm trying to piece something together, give somebody the benefit of the doubt, but I, I love the, the classy gesture of respect, the tip of the hat almost like, Hey, yeah acknowledge you're there you know that's cool and the the acknowledgement of quality the only other time i've seen anything like that and again it's not like i've been to a lot of english uh premier league games or english league games at all uh but we watched a there's my kids are obsessed with this ronaldinho uh highlight video and this is one particular one where he scores a goal against real Madrid. And it's just, yeah, and, yeah, and you see the opposition fans clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My kids are always like, "See, look at that! The yeah, Madrid fans yeah. are clapping," you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and, it, and it's funny. Like I didn't realize um, ever Everton supporters did that. I didn't know that.
1: Do you know what? I just thought of another one while you were talking there. I just thought of another one. Ex players coming back to Goodison um, always get a good always get a, a great welcome back. You know really really very i find it very, very welcoming mm-hmm. of ex players you know obviously certain times that it, some situations are a little bit um, yeah. maybe players leave under a bit of a cloud, but generally you know an ex player someone who's pulled on that blue shirt when they come back to Goodison, they get a bit they get a really good welcome, and that's something that you know that i 've read that i've read players talking about that um you know and kind of how you know, kind of ever, there's always a part of them in that respect. Like it's, you know, I mean, obviously it's special to me, but, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, I think it's a special club,
0: uh, yeah. you know, in,
1: in, in, in so many of these ways.
0: Okay. Well, these are, again, these were unexpected little details that you've just, you. just given us a little, a little nice uh insight into Thank the you. match day experience, which is, you know, again, is it, not all of our listeners and viewers are, uh, are um, uh, in America. I'd say a decent chunk are actually in England, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, for, for folks like me who haven't had the pleasure of going the game yet. So oh. these, these little details. Yeah. You know them. what, well, when you do get there, it'll make it all a bit more special
1: for you. I you think know? so.
0: I think it so. Really will. Yeah. There's a. I'm, Crossing my crossing my fingers that somehow we make it later this coming year good, in the good, in good. late summer. You know, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm hoping for. Uh, yeah. You know, pandemic pending. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, we'll see about all that. So, last thing, James. I usually save this moment for one unique detail about you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Could you talk to me because I don't know a lot of people who have had this experience where they've gotten a thousand Instagram followers in the span of a few minutes and you've had to bike eight miles being on a mission from the club. So let's, let's talk about this because everybody who's hearing this is like, I have no idea what Jerry's talking about yeah yeah this right, is, well, this is number one it was
1: twitter not instagram oh um, it was twitter but, really <laughs> okay all right facts are sacred jerry um, <laughs> no, I, um, so last summer um, i'm sat at home working and i get a call or text from michael who runs the new york evertonian saying everton are doing a big viral thing at Times square today and they want someone to go in and photograph it so the vital thing in question was a um, huge billboard of James Rodriguez, who had obviously just signed for us part of this big global branding exercise that they did during the summer. And I'm like, wow, I mean, this is, this is pretty cool, but you know, I'm wor- it's pandemic. I'm working from home. Um, I also at the time was avoiding the subways as much as I could in New York. You know, it's obviously we're living in strange times. So I got on my bike and I biked in from Brooklyn to Times Square on a blazing hot day, all the time thinking, wow, I'm doing this forever. I'm on this mission forever to take these, pic- these pictures of Hannah's Rodriguez. So I get in there, I get into Times Square, go to the north part of the square, and there they are, these huge billboards with him on. And I'm like, wow, this is great. It's like, you know, it's like I found El Dorado or something, you know, it was kind of amazing. And it's just me kind of with a big smile on my face taking these photos. So as, as I had been directed to by, uh, by Michael, I start tweeting them and Instagramming them. And, um, and then I'm looking at my phone and it's like, oh, I have just picked up a thousand new Twitter followers in the last five minutes. And it's like, and this just goes on. And my mates back in the UK had a Tony to text me saying like, you're getting tweeted by the club and all stuff like that. Your pictures are getting tweeted by the club. And it was just, it was so brilliant. It was like such a happy day for me. But like, so many things in the last year. Like I experienced it in isolation. It was like, you know, I'd like to say that there was like a, there, there, there was, was like a crowd of Evertonians gathered around this billboard, but it was just me, you know. Um, I think other people came during the course of the day to pay homage to this incredible experience. But like, it just was, and you know, I, I've lived in New York 17 years, you know, worked in Manhattan you know, for all that time, you know, I know it quite well. And just seeing that kind of coming into a place that, you know, that, that's my home was just so amazing. And, you know, seeing the pictures go around and like the club made good use of them. And, you know, it was just, it was great. It was really, really great. It was such a fun day. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I was telling friends who maybe weren't necessarily soccer fans about it. and I don't think they really grasped it, but whatever. Ooh. Like for me, it was, for me, it was really special. It was really happy. And, you know, and I thought, like, it was a smart thing for the club to do that. You know, they had the the big tower in Columbia mm-hmm. kind of all done up. And, you know, to, I'm sure it wasn't cheap to rent these billboards in Times Square, but, you know, it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. And just as a sort of, you know, as, you know, as a branding yeah. exercise. And that's, you know, that's what we want, you know. I mean, that's kind of what we as fans want. Like, you know, we want, you know, on a grassroots level, we're all trying to, you know, trying to grow the club's fan base as best we can and kind of bring more people into our community. Um, so just seeing that, I, I thought it was great. It was like one of my, it was one of my, it was one of my favorite Everton experiences. And, uh, and then it was, I was on my own, like, you know, I didn't see any other Evertonians all day. Like It's just me and me and this gigantic billboard of James Rodriguez.
0: <laughs> that is nuts. That is just such a crazy story. And I've, totally imagining you on I'm, 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 i've gone through several different types of bikes when i imagine you <laughs> pedaling like top speed through new york city streets yeah you know yeah. at one point it was Wee herman's red bike with the streamers <laughs> just, i've just gone through several different iterations of the different kinds of bikes <laughs> i should have embellished the story it should be like yeah i
1: jumped on my harley and went straight up there yeah no, no, it was a hybrid commuter bike. I'd, I wish was, uh, I was wish it was that cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's awesome, though. That is such a cool story, and I don't Thank know you. anybody else who lived anything like that. So that is, yeah, that is definitely one unique, unique detail about James. So, James, we are uh, reluctantly we must move on to uh, to the next to the next topic. But I will say, everybody, there's your James intro. All right, and the next time he's on, we'll we'll get more. We'll get more. <laughs> I assure you. So anyway, so that's uh, that's our intro. So let's move on to a, a rather uh, workmanlike performance from from Chelsea, and a, oh, a just God. kind of a kind of a meh uh, overall viewing. <sighs> I actually yeah. I actually saved that one for today. So I watched it. As soon yeah. as I got home from work and just hung out by myself, was watching it, and I knew what was going to happen. Um, didn't make yeah. it. Didn't make it any um, uh, more uneventful. Uh, it was yeah. just really just. Kind of it just fun. was. I mean, I, I, I was hoping
1: against hope that they were going to get a result there. I knew kind of after the derby was obviously spectacular. Um, they played poorly in the next two games against Southampton and West Brom, but one, which is absolutely critical if you want to do anything. Um, and I just was like, hey, going to Stamford Bridge and playing them, you know, you've got to, you've got to be at like, you know, you've got to be at like hundred percent. Right. And obviously they had their game plan, but I feel for me, I looked at a lot of those players, I felt that there were a lot of tired legs. And kind of tired minds out there. Like it's been a busy period and a lot of players didn't have good games. That's that's true. But um yeah, it was just as you say, it was like uh, it was you know, it felt like an end of season game. You know, it felt like you know, they're in mid-table mediocrity and there's not to play for. And so you go out and you might you know you might get be two-nil, could get be five-nil. Um, so it wasn't the greatest performance. Um I think. Ancelotti said afterwards, you know, he was hoping that they were set up to hold Chelsea at bay and then see what, I got the sense of them and see if we can hit them on the counter like we do to teams, you know, yeah. but it just, it wasn't going to happen. You know, they, they had too much for us and like, you know, there was not, there was, you were getting a, some of the, I think some of the best urgency we were getting in that game was from Jordan Pickford who was getting the ball and looking up to kind of yeah. do on some of his great distribution and it just, there wasn't anyone there and that, for me, summed up what the game was. Pickford, by the way, I thought was outstanding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the penalty penalty issue apart, and that's you know that's one of those things. But like the scoreline, it could have been four or five nil easily if it wasn't for him. So I'm glad that he's like really coming into this great form now, and I think that's going to be important for the running. And I thought Tom Davis, another one of like, my kind of another player, I've got a soft spot for. You know, another Liverpool Liverpool born player. Yeah. And I thought he added a little bit of energy into the into the game when he yeah. came on. You know, he was kind of going for it. There was some bite from him, which we were missing. And you look, getting beat by Chelsea, you had a great football inside. You know, that, that happens. But you just, it's the nature of the defeat that's kind of a bit, that, that that's hard to take. You know, and I think they had one shot on target and that in itself was quite tame. Like it, it just, you want them to kind of show a bit, you know, go down fighting I is what I like to see. So, but, you know we move on, don't we? You know, it's, mm. it's, it's gone now. And, you know, Burnley on Saturday is going to be a be a different kettle of fish.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was weird. I thought we were just not nearly careful enough with the ball moving forward. I yeah. uh, just, a lot yeah. of like, you know, Toffee Blues admin John was messaging me about the, he said, you know, we were, we were really sloppy. And, yeah, when you watch that, watch that match, it's just a lot of uh, careless passes, you know, just little silly things uh, that just there was yeah. no need. Uh, just, you know, being like one or two feet off exactly where you needed to place that ball. Yeah. Um, and it's the, the kind of stuff where when we are – when we're clinical, James – we're making those passes. We're connecting on those passes.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah.
0: D- does this happen because they are getting the passing lanes a little better? Maybe, you know, but I think it's when it's more of a. Whoo, about to see. Oh, Goodness gracious. That's a wow. first. I don't think that's happened on the show. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to leave it. Let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Not even going to edit sound. this out. Just, no. yeah. You're welcome. world. <laughs> 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 sorry about that, anyway, right. so uh, but you know was it because they were getting in our passing lanes a little bit, yeah, but I think when it's that widespread um yeah. i I feel like it's a mentality thing, and you know and i I didn't think we played poorly, i didn't think it was the worst match we played all no. season um especially like defensively, it wasn't awful, you know, the two yeah, goals we scored, did. one was a own goal and one was a a penalty.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's kind of, there was that much pressure though, wasn't there? You oh, know, so I mean, it's going to build yeah. up during the course. There's going to be chances. And I think obviously Decore was terribly missed. Like we needed to ask you about that, that energy to, 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 to break to break mm-hmm. them down and to kind of help us kind of start off again. And that was missing. You know, there was kind of, you know, the, 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 the energy that he brings and you know, and the kind of that organisation, like they, they needed to be, their momentum needed to be broken down by someone. If our formation couldn't do it, which it couldn't, and so the formation kept shifting, then, you know, you need someone in there who's really going to take charge of that midfield and do it. And, you know, have got players playing out of position, a bit like Holgate and, and others, and, you know, and combine that with tired legs. And we just kind of, they kept catching us, you know, we just kept getting caught. And then obviously we're in a position where we're chasing the game, and so it's just creating more gaps behind us again. So yeah, it wasn't the greatest, you know. But it's yeah, I've I've seen worse. I've seen worse.
0: I, I agree. I've seen worse. Like recently, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Fulham uh, was worse. Fulham, yes. Fulham. was dreadful. Truly <laughs> was awful performance. I thought I thought we were done for.
1: You know, I thought well that's the end of the season. But you know, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. So you right. know, it, it's you know, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, it was. It was really strange watching watching that one. Um, you know, anybody in particular for, stand out for Chelsea where you were like, you know what, that player surprised me? Anybody yeah, in particular?
1: Havertz surprised me. You know, Havertz was, was a live wire,
0: yeah. I thought.
1: You know, really kind of, you know, turned it on a bit there. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, but again, it's. I think with them, you know, it, it's the depth, isn't it? The strength and depth, of that big squad, you know, yeah. when, and, you know, they bring it on like, you know, kind of, they've got a load, I've like got a really deep bench to call on, oh, yeah. you know, and Evan had two keepers on the bench, you know, and a load of under 23 players. And it's like, that's just, that's how it is, you know. Yeah. So when we want to change things up, if we've got like key players out, like Hames and Decore, then like that's what we're going to have, a, you know, we're going to have issues. So you know it is what it is, and I think that you know I think Ancelotti does a does a good job, kind of changing things on the fly. I can't always necessarily work it out when he's when he's doing it, but you know it doesn't work all the time. But it works quite a lot, and I think I think he'd run out of personnel really. You know, he kept changing the formation around and we're chasing the game, and it just it's, I, I just felt like we never really got a got a toehold, a foothold in the game. You know, I just
0: yeah,
1: it was never we never had a hold of it. You know.
0: Um, thinking about their their first goal. I mean, the second goal. I feel like a lot of people were on Pickford about it, but I think almost everybody acknowledges yeah, he had a you know. solid game.
1: You know, oh, he had a, he had a great game. He had a fantastic game. It,
0: it was a little bit clumsy uh, for for the penalty. You know, he it wasn't one of those where he's trying to take the player out. He's clearly trying to avoid the player, it seems. Yeah, yeah But he's just, yeah. he's not being careful enough with his body. He's trying to bat it out. Uh, and he just Yeah, and he,
1: he's, in a, he's also in a position where he has to make a challenge there. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when you've got a when it's like, you know, he's got to rush off that line. He's got to get there. He was, you know, he was exposed, you know. It's yeah. kind of, he had to make that challenge. He's the last line of defense. And unfortunately, I think sometimes that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you would have to be like, I don't know, you'd have to have the manual dexterity of a, of, of a surgeon or like, a fighter pilot to be able to kind of rush out and kind of deal with those flailing, you know, the attacker's flailing limbs and kind of get the ball away. It just, I, I just don't know how, you know, I feel like it was always going to happen, you know, it kind of that, that was the momentum that they both yeah. had at that point. So, like, you know, it, yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, he gave the penalty away, but like, I'm not, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not, I don't think it's the end of the world. You know? it's,
0: it seems like it's a pretty widely acknowledged thing right now that Pickford is playing a lot better. Oh, yeah. yeah I think yeah. there's a lot yeah, more yeah. belief in him right now. It's like yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, being, he's making a lot fewer mistakes. And it's interesting, yeah. like a match like that, a match like the ch- I I usually, in the past, Pickford's stronger games yeah. were when we faced more pressure.
1: Yeah, you yeah, know when yeah. he can
0: keep his concentration going by yeah, constantly yeah. having to be in the play, yeah and, yeah, and and that's that's where he tends to shine. I mean, that's why he was so good for Sunderland, you know, because yeah, they yeah. face tons of pressure, right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 enters, enters Spurs as a shot stopper, then you know, <laughs> but it's I, look I, I I like him. I think that look he's he's made mistakes. All goal, all players, all goalkeepers make mistakes. I think that it became kind of like a national pastime. Getting on his back there, um, particularly last year, and that annoyed me because it's like you know, he, people were going after him, and you know, and I, that was that was incredibly frustrating. And you know, and it, it, but he seems very mentally strong, you know. And I think you know, Ancelotti's brought Olsen in, and Olsen's done quite well um, for the most part when he when he's been brought in. And I think having the two there, you know, kind of. He's had a bit of a break as well, Pickford. You know, at times that probably wasn't the worst thing. You know, Ancelotti has got seems to have this man management thing down, Um, and I think I you know, I I look, I don't know, but it looks to me like Pickford could be one of the many beneficiaries of that approach that he has. You know, he's certainly playing playing his best football of the season right now. Um, You know, he looks he he looks like the old him. Put it that way.
0: We've seen these these brief flashes from and for some players it's just been completely constant where they have kind of re-emerged as the players we thought they would be
1: yeah, yeah and
0: yeah. and it's been and you have to chalk that up to a, or a big chunk of it is man management but it's also kind of understanding your players systematically to and putting them in positions they can succeed it's a lot mm-hmm. of different pieces being put together that i have to this whole Ancelotti him himself and his whole staff. Mm-hmm. It's impressive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he, he, he clearly is you know master ta- ta- tactician, um, mm-hmm. but he also has seems to have the ability to get the best out of players. You know, we've seen that with Calvert Lewin. We're seeing that with Tom Davies. You know, obviously you mentioned Pickford. Um, you know, Godfrey has come in as being just phenomenal. Absolutely. Phenomenal. I mean, just, you know, clearly should be in the England team. I mean, he mm-hmm. just, he's kind of just, I'm blown away by, by by his performances. And yeah, you know, the own goal the other day, but you know, like he, he's a defender, he has to be in that position. Like it's going to yep. happen, um, you know, that those things happen. So he, 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 there's so much kind of, there's so much good stuff going on in that squad now. Um you know, he needs to turn Calvert lewin into this. I know he's on a bit of a quiet patch in terms of goal scoring at the moment, but wow, what a player now. Yeah. You know, and I think that so much of that is to do with, with Ancelotti and the way he's brought him on and the players around him as well. But like his yeah. development's been absolutely phenomenal. And now I think with Davies, we will starting to see you know, him achieve some of that early potential too. Um, and it's, you know, I, I think it's, it's just fantastic. Like I'm, I'm really pleased with that. With yeah. that side of Everton at the moment.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's some players who are finding consistency for the first time in their career careers. Yeah. There's some players you see you see more confidence coming from them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're starting to understand their role better. Um, yeah, man. Uh, that's it's funny. Like we're we're talking about this after a loss. I find that I find that interesting, but also a little refreshing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know that's that's a that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, so final thoughts on the Chelsea match. I got to be honest, it was pretty. You know, pretty cut and dry experience.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: You know, I, I think both of us would agree that Chelsea uh, were were stronger stronger squad. Well, was it a, a winnable match? Yeah, because they all are.
1: But yeah, at the same yeah. at
0: the same time, um, I don't think anybody's surprised by us no. taking a taking a loss there. Just you know, we're going to be disappointed. We we move on. It
1: would have it would have been good to have kind of um, cemented our position in that top that top group. Um, I wonder a little bit whether you know whether it's going to kind of become be between us and West Ham for who kind of you know gets that 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 final European spot. And then are we looking back to you know that defeat against West Ham as a six-pointer, or indeed is it going to be kind of something between us and Leicester? And we're looking back on our win at Leicester as as a six-pointer. Who knows? You know, I mean, I just it would have been great to have got a little bit of a little bit of more daylight in that situation, whereas you know we're still pushing, we're still chasing at this point. But you know, it is what it is. There's you know there's a bunch of games left and you know, we'll just have to kind of do our best to, to you know, to, 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 to bring the best, bring what we can out of them. So we'll see. We'll see.
0: And we knew these types of situations were going to happen with our lack of depth. We knew yeah. it's going to happen. Um, I will say Carlos is starting to find ways to generate depth by with yeah. utility and helping other players find different roles that maybe they didn't normally used to have, yeah. which is, which is nice. But it's also, it's it's makeshift at times.
1: Yeah, and I think you know you've got a play like like a Wobi who's been in all these different positions, and you know he's mm-hmm. I thought he's done quite well recently, but at Chelsea, seemed you know there are also games where you can see he's he's not really fitting into fitting into the system, and so that's the thing. You know, you yeah, there's yeah, there's utility which is great, but it also helps to have. Kind of specialists and specialist roles, if you can. But this is, you know, this is what you know. This this is what we what we are at the moment. So this is what we. Right. That's how we're going to play it. So it is what it is.
0: Okay. Anything else on Chelsea?
1: I think that was it. I just I'm, I'm done with it. It was just bad memory.
0: I am I am fine with also being done with it. Sure. So let's move on. So I'll give you the choice. You want to talk Burnley or you want to do mailbag? What's your order?
1: Um, I'll do my I'll do Burnley quickly if that's okay.
0: Gotcha. All right.
1: Uh, I am pleased that uh, Coleman's going to be back. Um, Ancelotti said Coleman will be back. Mina's back training, which I think is absolutely, which is good, you know. And I hope he's going to be part of the mix there. It's not going to be easy. Um, they, they've got a lot of players coming back from injury. Um, Jack Cork, it looks like he might be available. I think it's also interesting because if I remember rightly, um, Ancelotti's first game as Everton manager was against Burnley in December 2019. I was actually at the game. And of I course remember
0: sitting,
1: you were. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was one of my two games the season, so it happened to be that. And I think that, you know, here we are, we're coming up on Burnley again. And it's just, it's... At the time, I can remember sitting there, and obviously knew Ancelotti, had had this you know, great career, this great reputation, and but we we still had a lot of issues. You know what I mean? There was still a lot of you know, and still are some kinks to be ironed out, obviously. But I remember looking at them coming on the pitch after that game and thinking, like, "Where's all this going to go? You know, I hope this isn't going to be another false dawn for us. You know, this yeah. and we've had a few of those, um, and I think that here we are now what like 14 months later and it's been kind of slow and steady and his whole ethos around this, what he's doing with us is patience. Right. And so I think that like, you know, I think we all want things to immediately improve when a new manager comes in and it's just not, it's just not like that. You know, it's just not, it doesn't happen that way. So I think that, um, you know, it, it's another big Chelsea, another big Burnley game, I hope. Mm-hmm. And just to take stock for a minute, I think we have come quite a long way. And we've got some ways to go, yet. but mm-hmm. I can kind of see his, his master plan. So I just think, oh, yeah. you know, another, another Burnley visit to Goodison, like, all right, I kind of I feel, I feel pretty good about the direction we're heading in. Now you could ask me this... At, five o'clock on Saturday after we've been beaten, I'll be like, well, that was dreadful. What's the point? You know, but, uh, <laughs> but for now, I think, you know, th- there's been some, st- there's been steady progress um, here. And you know, hopefully we're going to, we're going to go on
0: to the next level. I will say when it comes to Burnley, even dis- like, despite all that steady progress, which I fully wholehearted, I always expect Burnley to be like this, this rock in your shoe that won't go away that you can't yeah they're just they they do all the little things right
1: yeah and they're yeah, so yeah.
0: fundamentally sound and I yeah I, I I I never feel confident about a straightforward win against brother
1: okay. and play to their strengths you know um mm-hmm. don't over, you know the you know do the simple things well you know mm-hmm. um Incredibly organized, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to get, you know, and it's a you know, big physical side, you know, the people there that can play football yep. and, you know, they, pose, pose, they, they clearly pose a threat and, you know, they've been picking up points. and They haven't had a win for five games, though, and that is kind of one of the things that worries me because I feel that with Everton, like, if a team has been on any type of negative run, the team to be playing against is Everton. And if, like, I'll get back to the example of Tony Hibbert. If Tony Hibbert had played for another team and had gone all these games without ever scoring, you know that he would have scored against Devon. His one goal in football would have been against Devon. And so, you know, so that's what worries me. They haven't won in five. They haven't been scoring a lot of goals. And yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh, is this going to be the day when their floodgates open? Just, just, that's just me. You know, maybe I'm just superstitious and a bit like... I've seen this too many times in the past. <laughs> where, where we turn a team's fortunes around, yeah, great, you know? Um, <laughs> hopefully that won't be the case on Saturday.
0: Well, they are currently 15th with, uh, in the league with 30 points or 7-9 and 12. Their previous three, 1-1 draw with Arsenal, 1-1 draw with Leicester, a 4-0 drubbing mm-hmm. at the hand of Spurs. Spurs, yeah. Uh, possible lineup. I've just thrown in some possibilities here. No idea if this is right. This stuff is rarely right, James. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there. But, you know, I think we could end up seeing them run run something similar to a 4-4-2. Pretty similar. Yes. Something yeah. like that. With uh, Pope in goal. Across the back line, LOTON, Tarkovsky, Ben-Me, and Peters. And then uh, across the middle, Goodmanson, Westwood, Br- Brown Hill, and McNeil. And then up top, you could see uh, uh, was it Vidra and Wood?
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah.
0: And you could see you mentioned Cork, so uh, I didn't even realize that he's back in contention. Yeah, I was reading that today.
1: He may, he
0: may be available for it. Um, Yeah, Wood I think is a real threat.
1: Yes, you know, um, I know he's a New Zealander, but I always imagine him as like an what what would be termed. Old-fashioned English centre forward, in, yep. um, in 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 the positive sense of the word, you know, very physical threat, um, you know, always available, always an outlet, um, you know, and again they play to their strengths, you know, they kind right. of the you know their, their build-up work is 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 good in getting the ball to him, um, yeah, it's I find. You would hope we would get a result, but I, again it's it's difficult to say. You look back at the Fulham game, you know, like I was just like, Well, <laughs> does, does, does statistics does form mean anything? Obviously not. You know, as no. you say, every <laughs> game is every game is winnable by every team. Like we, yeah. we see that a lot. So you know we'll see. Well, let's see how we set up. You know, I think yeah. you know, how do you think Ancelotti,
0: see
1: loves, Ancelotti seems to love his diamond. Um, mm. you know, he seems to enjoy his diamond, he feels that it you know, it's it's creating the space. That yeah. we need to we need to play in. So, but he will obviously, as you know, he will he he, he will switch that around sometimes when he has to. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see.
0: I mean, I think that's what we might see, but I just don't know. I mean, he, he's also full of surprises. Um, I've got I've got Diamond as well uh, yeah. here as far as my possible starters. Uh, so, Pickford starting again, and then who's our who do you think our back who are, who do you think our back line going to be?
1: Um. Could we see Coleman back? We see, that's do. what I wrote down, I, I, and yeah, no, yeah, nobody
0: yeah. else was picking that. But for some reason, it felt right.
1: He says he's going to be. He says he's going to be part of. He, he'd said that he'll be part of things on Saturday, so mm-hmm. um, you know, I kind of read that to imply that he would be starting. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you yeah. um, know, Keane Holgate, Dinia? I don't know, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Can we feel them? Cool. We might see Mina back. I mean, who knows? We could see Mina back. Like, if he's back training.
0: You think? Um, what about what about Godfrey? Of
1: course, yeah. Godfrey's got to be in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Godfrey's got to be in there.
0: See, I've gotta got keen Godfrey Dean because uh, I was worried it'd be a little too soon for Jeremy and Holgate would maybe be the odd one out out of the, just kind of bringing in Coleman just to give him
1: yeah because uh, yeah
0: because yeah. i feel like against a team like burnley who's who are pretty savvy you know yeah yeah they they have a tendency to get under get under your skin uh yeah you know yeah. colgate seems like somebody who you could get under his skin and coleman seems a lot calmer of a head when it comes to you know not letting people get to him
1: yeah so, yeah
0: yeah i don't know, so I don't the, know. yeah i
1: mean you're, you're right sorry godfrey has to be in the mix there as well yeah. um We'll see. I mean, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the midfield. Um, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, there's going to be no decor still out. Right. Um, you know, will we, will we get Hammers back? You know, that's that, that's a question. Look, we don't know. We're probably not going to know that until right. this press conference later this week. I would like to see him back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'd like to see him getting some more minutes in. Um, we do miss that spark. Um, we do. I think that much has been proven um, Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll see um, Sigurdsson, I think was there, Wasn't there, any, there was an injury concern about him as well? Did he miss training the other day?
0: I don't know, for some I reason I thought he I missed thought...
1: training the other day um, that's, that's a worry, you know It would of, be Yeah, yeah so yeah. I don't know
0: Davies, Alain G- uh, Gomes Probably you know Gomez didn't have his greatest didn't have the
1: greatest game at Chelsea did he you know not the best um, but
0: I've, you know, that typically all, hasn't always been the the thing that Ancelotti uses to the criteria he's usually just starts yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever he feels like is right
1: yeah because
0: um, yeah. I don't know who else who else do you have instead of him that can help make that create that diamond with Alan and Davis yeah, yeah. Wow. I, wasn't, I wasn't sure who else yeah. um, and I was under the impression and is probably still going to be available but
1: yeah they said I read that he missed training but I, I mean I, I hope he will be available yeah um, you know he's really he's really kind of talking about players who've gone on to the net, you know who, who've stepped mm-hmm. up a gear like I think like, what he's been doing lately has been just fantastic you know kind of game winning you know really mm-hmm. um someone who's He's almost like reinvented himself, I think. Yeah, um, you know, in, in terms of what he what what he's bringing to the table. So, yeah, I would want him. I would want him in there. Maybe we'll have a back in, you know, in one of any number of positions. Um, it's. I, I think like Wobi's done quite well recently. I think he was didn't have his last couple of games have maybe not been the greatest, but like I think we've seen flashes of what he can do. Um, but I think that you know, I'm really not sure what his best position is. I, I think. You know, he seems to have played everywhere.
0: We talked about it a little bit on this show before. I remember uh, people who watch the show regularly are going to be like, oh, great, Jerry's talking about this again. But Arsene Wenger said that Iwobi's best position is a number 10, but Mm -hmm. starting a 10 that plays on the the outside.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: so it's not a traditional number 10 like a – like what you would consider a Hamas to be normally.
1: Yeah.
0: Hamas yeah. plays that, you know, creator role from the wing as well. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's, I think it's, it's a movable feast. There are things that he does that Iwobi does where he does play, uh, technically, like one of his stronger positions. That's why it's really interesting that when he came out this week saying, Oh, I can't wait to get to play my, my normal position. Yeah, my best, this- you know? it was a little odd for um, nigeria
1: yeah, and it's like, yeah. Well, what, well, i felt like saying well what is that You know, it's like, tell us what it is. <laughs> he obviously yeah. has an idea you know i mean and it's yeah
0: yeah mr versatile shall we say <laughs> <laughs> well we've had him at wing back at one point this year so yeah, yeah. you never know um and i think we'll probably see Rich, richarlison and dcl in there
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: um, which are you know two of the early names on the sheet usually um What's your prediction?
1: Oh gosh, I hate this. I hate doing predictions. I
0: J- J- James, I James, think, we're, no one's ever right.
1: It's okay. No, that's true. Um, I, I think, <laughs> all right, ever, Everton two one. Everton two one. Okay. Um, yes. I'm, gotcha. Yes. Uh, With Pickford to score from a goal kick.
0: Yeah,
1: you heard it here first. Silences critics once and for all. Yeah.
0: There you go. That is that is an inspired (laughs) prediction, my friend. Just you
1: wait. Just
0: you wait. James, I hope someone puts a bet down on this just (laughs) based on you. Just based on what you say. I have uh, your 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 prediction is a thrill ride compared to mine. I I am predicting a one-one draw. Uh. Because it's Burnley, and they no. always do that. And I want to be wrong. I, this is one of those, you know, a lot of times I make this pick, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be right. This is an yeah. awesome prediction where I predicted us to win 4-0. It's going to be great. No, I want this to be wrong. Uh, yeah, but Burnley, are, they're on that 1-1 tear. You know? didn't,
1: we go, didn't we go there years ago? We played at Burnley years ago. and we, were, we weren't doing well, and we beat them 5-1 at Burnley.
0: Do you remember that? It was this complete, like, it's just, it's, it's impossible to say, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to remember which team that was. Was that oh, the was Eto'o the, was that the team?
1: It might have been the a little bit after OTO? that. A little bit after that. It was like about four years ago. Three or four years ago. Yeah. Jeez. Unbelievable. Go on, live a little. Make a wild prediction. He did on. hey, hey, <laughs> One all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh all right. So we're moving on. We have the crazy. We have a lot of these questions, so we're gonna make them fast. Okay. These questions are from I believe these are from Instagram. Oh. Louis.c2004 asks, would you like to see Moise Keane back to Everton? James.
1: Um No. I think that he has for all his ability, I think he's found a home somewhere new. Um, I think that he's not gonna, even if we were to bring him back, he would not be a happy camper. And I think we need to, you know, we need to move on. I think everyone needs to move on. It's you know, I've got nothing against him, but I think for his career, he will be where he needs to be. And I don't think that is is, is evident. And so if you know that's not the case, if that's the case, then it's probably best for everyone if if, if if we if we move on from there.
0: I am going to say yes. I would like to see Moisheen back to Everton, with the caveat that he wants to be there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I just for the life of me, I can't see that's going to happen. Like, I,
0: it would be great, I'd wouldn't it? it? But like, just
1: you know, I, I, yep. I don't, I, I can't see it. You know, no,
0: I, I am with you. That is where the realism takes yeah, me. Is yeah. that he's. He's happy where he is. Yeah. But if we somehow, you know, make him feel all warm and fuzzy inside and that he's going to get some time, I'm very, very cool with him being back because I like him.
1: You know? Okay. I mean, look, a ton of ability, a ton of ability, yeah. but... Right?
0: I know. You're right, James. You're yeah. right. but yeah.
1: I, I've been known to be. Yeah.
0: Every once in a while. It's... <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Kevin... Kunahan. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Cunahan, 05. This is just a simple question. UCL quarterfinals or Europa League champions? Which one would you rather be? Ooh. Hmm.
1: UCL quarterfinals or Europa League champions? Yep. Europa League champions. Silverware.
0: See, Silverware. You're about to sway me the other way. Silverware. See, I was going to say UCL quarterfinals because it's more money. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, there's more to
1: life than money sounds so. But no, I want, I, want, I
0: want some silverware in that trophy cabinet, you know? I really yeah. do. Yeah, but that's the thing. When you said silverware, I was like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, It's that. been too long. 1995. Yeah. It's too long. It's too long. Yeah. I still okay. had hair
0: then. I, I had hair when we last won a trophy. You know? Mm-hmm. So... This is a hard question. Jay Connor 08 asks, if you could add one player from the American national team to Everton, who would it be? Oh, gosh. I, have, I have my guess, my, my answer. Wow. But I, yeah, I, mine won't happen. Oh. Oh, you
1: won't Oh,
0: I re- I didn't even think about him. I mean, I mean well, he's the obvious one. one, isn't he? You know, it's like I mean, that's, really, it's a good one. Know I, what he can do? I thought mine was really obvious, but it, I guess Peleistic would be the obvious one, right? It would be the. I mean, yeah, maybe. Who, I mean, who's was, who's was your one? Sergio Dest, right back. Oh, oh interesting. Barcelona.
1: Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I could see that.
0: That's the one I, I feel like that. we need really bad. See that.
1: Can't um, we just? Can't we just? Put like Landon Donovan into some sort of like you know way back when machine and kind of we can have him all over again. That'd be something wouldn't it?
0: And his enthusiasm and his love ah, for the club yeah. put all Landon, that
1: together. Landon Donovan is an
0: Everton player through and through. Yeah yeah yep. So okay that's a that's a really hard question. Um, so Kieran Alty underscore zero one asks is Tim Howard considered the best American goalkeeper to have ever lived?
1: Ooh. I mean, I'm biased, but obviously for me, yes. But then, I mean, America has, you know, has a track record of producing great keepers. Um, I think I would go along with that and say yes. You know, even in a good, in a good field, he is, uh, he's truly exceptional.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about, I mean, how many American keepers have played for, you know, Everton, played for a club as big as Everton, first of all, and how many have been the starter Mm -hmm. and additionally add the fact that they also played for Manchester United and had massive matches in the World Cup where they were like a virtual wall. You know, yeah, you I mean, when you put all those things together,
1: you know, the, the, we had, you know, there's Brad Friedel was there, Casey yeah. Keller, you know, there's a lot of like Tony, Tony, Tony Miola, Miola.
0: Yeah. Tony Miola, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, I, I interviewed him once actually. Oh, the that's sky. awesome. It's a different story, yeah, yeah, it's a totally different story, yeah, many, many years ago when he was having a stint in um, indoor, indoor yeah. soccer. Yeah. Um, and talk to him a little bit about his experiences and stuff. So, but this is it. But I think that there's there's a great tradition of American goalkeepers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, and Howard, I think he, you know, for, for me, he obviously is kind of right up there, you know. But mm-hmm. he's in he's in good company. There's no question.
0: Like he's in he's
1: amongst great company.
0: And I like and I like the 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 new number one, Zach Steffen. I think he's mm-hmm. he's he's going to be great. Uh, but we just need to give him more years, give him more time. But yeah, another good question. These are great. These are great Instagram folks. Um, uh, let's see here. We've already talked about Iwobi. So Lewis Barton 321, you said, what do you make of Iwobi? We've already discussed him a bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will answer though. I just, I, we need to unlock you know the, the 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 potential of Alex Iwobi. and I'm not mm. I'm not quite sure where that you know how that's gonna gonna come yeah. about. Whether it's a positional change or something else, I don't know.
0: I think he has seen improvement this season. Yeah, under, for sure. Under Carlo, I think he's seen his confidence grow. He's starting mm-hmm. to find a little bit better role, and I think that with a little more patience on his part and on our part. We'll see, we'll continue to see more contribution. For a while there, he was contributing regularly and it was in, yeah, yeah. inspiring some confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but a uh, match like, you know, Mondays doesn't really help his confidence or ours. So Yeah,
1: yeah, it's the truth.
0: I I'd probably like him most more than others, um, but I, I do need to see more consistency, period. Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure.
0: Um, Austin Elliot underscore zero uh, seven asks, what would you do if you were manager for a week? And what would you change? And then Austin says, much love.
1: Oh, nice. love to you as well. Um, what would I do? I'd make, I'd make myself player manager so that I could come on as a substitute in the right. final minutes of a game. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to, wouldn't you? You know, um, what would I do if I was manager for a week? Um, oh, you know what I would probably do? Like, I would probably ban um, phones from the dressing room. Yeah, yeah. Because I think you know, if you're a manager, and like, and as great as it was to see like the, the Snapchat stuff of uh-huh. like, the team celebrating in, in uh, the Anfield dressing room, and it was awesome to see it, but I think if I was a manager, if I was Ancelotti, like that area has to be kind of sacrosanct. You know what I mean? It has to be, you know, a particularly, you know, pre-post-match. Um, yeah, so I probably, I probably would ban bad phones from the dressing room. Maybe, maybe he does. I don't know. But like, I just think, yeah, that's, that's something I would do. Nice.
0: I would uh, make it mandatory for every time Neri Mina scores for him to do those dances he did in the World Cup. I haven't seen yes. that in a long time. Yeah, true. And that is, that is, phenomenal okay yeah 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 yeah. yeah. big time right? brilliant if if uh and, and also i'd be pulling strings for my kids to get into the academy just saying yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no I mean, do it do it <laughs> why not you know <laughs> you know if i can't use the one time i can use my clout
1: course, and yeah. it's the only
0: time in life i'm gonna have some clout so i may as well definitely. do something with it uh, definitely <laughs> um yeah, and I would probably never play Hamas against Burnley because it's just asking for him to get an injury. Uh, you know what that's,
1: I mean? Yeah, but <laughs> it's his job. I know what you're know, saying, but, like,
0: but, but he's needed but to Burnley is going to be saying, ah, look at those ankles. Those are tasty. I know, I know, I know. But, I, oh,
1: I mean, that's, yeah. But it's the Premier League, you know I mean? This is like...
0: Fulham I know. That. You but, honestly, but honestly, but like, you know, honestly, I'm not. completely sure that uh, that Hamas is even our best chance against Burnley with their with the way they play. So I don't know. I, I, It was partially in jest, though, James. Uh, okay. so, you know, Sorry, me <laughs> I'm Very touchy
1: about, this, touchy about Hamas. But yeah,
0: <laughs> you were like, you were like, it's his job, Jerry get it together <laughs> what is this
1: carton pony show you got going on here you pull on my blue shirt you
0: perform you know get it together I <laughs> love it uh, one last thing you know I would design I would design one outlandish corner kick play one yeah. Yeah, just yeah. something that would go viral if we tried it just wanted something that would probably make everyone cringe unless it worked. I would love just one crazy, crazy play.
1: What do you just, mean, like getting Jordan Pickford to take the corner, something like that? Like, that'd be pretty crazy, wouldn't it? You know, that'd, that'd get people talking.
0: It would be. Uh... <laughs> figure out the play that distracts everybody to make, make it to where he, they can actually, we can actually get Pickford to score on a goal kick the way you said he would. It's good to lose. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that was, that's a fun question. Apologies <laughs> to Austin if you wanted me to take it.
1: Sorry. Super
0: duper seriously. I got to be honest. I feel like Carl is doing everything I would want to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got them. They're the ticking over, aren't they? You know, it's. It's like yeah. a, it's like the engine of a car, you know. That's that's what that's what we want, you know.
0: So Indo Evertonian asks, "How does it feel when having an early kickoff in the winter?" So James, you and I are in the Eastern Standard yeah, Time Zone, yeah. so early kickoff on Saturday mornings is seven thirty for us. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Californian Evertonian, yeah,
1: we are in the middle Ooh. of the night, yeah,
0: four thirty a.m. Yeah. You know they are yeah so we don't really have as much pain as they have yeah before.
1: yeah it's uh, you know you get used to it i'm like mm-hmm. it's yeah look it's evident isn't it no i'm kind of i would i, would, I too would get up in the middle of the night to watch them um yeah. so uh, you know it's yeah but it's you know you have the only thing is when they get beat your day is really ruined when, you've, sure. when it's an early kickoff yeah they are like and for what so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things really can't get any better after that. Yeah, so just be a different experience.
0: All right, so nine Yoshi five. We've had questions from this person before. What and this is Reddit, by the way, the Redditors, the Reddivertodians. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what to do with decoray out? Can Davies play that role instead? Uh, he can.
1: It's asking a lot, like, because what Decore does is really, you know, covers an incredible amount of ground and he's good with the ball. And, you know, and Davies covers a huge amount of ground. Davies, I feel, is still evolving into, you know, the the player he's going to become. So I I think that it's asking a lot. I mean, it's, you know, those are pretty big shoes to fill. I think that Davies can do part of that role, but he needs kind of he can't do it on his own. He's going to need someone to, to offload some of that too as well. Um, particularly maybe move the, the, the stuff with moving the ball as well. So, mm-hmm. um, I think he's, he's Davy's positional game has improved dramatically right. in the last three months. So, we've got that. Um, he's got the engine, he's got the work rate. It's just, you know, it's it's kind of packaging that with 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 really good distribution as well and and, and decision making which he's getting better at but mm-hmm. you know Decore is a pretty tough act to follow on that so I don't know he's gonna someone else is gonna have to be in that mix to to do that job with him.
0: They just seem like they have different profiles in their strengths. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, it's just it, that's why you know I look at Davies and I feel like the player he's most similar to in the job that he does is Alan and yeah, oh, yeah. profile yeah, yeah. player that he is. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like instead of looking for a direct replacement for decore, you look for a systemic yeah. replacement. Yeah. You know, you alter the system, you alter the formation. And yeah, yeah. because I don't think we have, I mean, unless somebody does perform some kind of miracle healing and gets Gabamin out. Yeah. I mean, you know, because he yeah. but he's not he's not ready yet. We just don't have anybody who's got his legs and his yeah, yeah. uh, ball-carrying ability and put, put all those things together. Speed, yeah, yeah. work rate, ball-carrying ability. DeCorey, yeah, yeah. he's one of my favorite, favorite players this season, man. Oh, yeah, um, no
1: questions. You're not stunned. He's just an
0: unsung guy. Uh, but, but It's not completely true, though, because Evertonians sing the crap out of him. So it's, <laughs> they do appreciate <laughs> it. I say unsung because it's the people from the other teams who don't really know
1: about yeah, him
0: yeah. don't get it yeah. um, there's,
1: there's a lot to be said for that he's a player's player isn't he you yeah. know I mean to be alongside him must be just fantastic when you're the beneficiary of that work rate and that distribution and, and everything else it's got to be um, you know he's kind of like the heartbeat of the team in some ways yeah. you know um, it's so yeah no, I, I see what you're saying um,
0: mm, let's see here Sorry if these questions I'm trying to So there's one Scouse Loki asks Ooh. is top 4 and I think this will be our last question people who we don't get to it's really just because of time so there's nothing to do with the quality of your questions Scouse Loki asks is top 4 still a realistic target or has the Chelsea game shown how light we are as a squad yeah.
1: I that I worried about that I think it still is but the simple reason that the nature of this season has been very topsy turvy, yeah. and there is gonna, there is still gonna be freak results involving the top four, I mean, they could involve us as well. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I'm not sure we're gonna see Man City drop any points, or right. everyone from there down, I think, is, 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 is gonna drop. So it's possible the stars are gonna to have to align. But that's, you know, it does, you know, maybe this will be the year that they align for us. Like, I, I, I have not completely given up hope on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we are thin. Um, but we're right there. Yeah.
1: Right yeah, yeah. now.
0: You know, and this thin team has gotten to this point now. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're here right now. And so it's I, I, I can't abandon it until it's numerically, like, impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, once it gets closer, if it gets closer to being numerically impossible, yes, there'll be some realism kick in where I'm like, oh, I still, you know, think it's, you know, but I have less belief now. But uh, right now, I, I, I don't know, man. I've seen us, I've seen us win games, no one expected. and I've seen us lose games, no one yeah, expected. Exactly. And I, and additionally, I feel like more times than not, we're decently consistent for the most part.
1: Yeah, and that yeah, yeah, consistency yeah.
0: is really what this game's about uh, when it comes to Premier League. Yeah, so, so I, it,
1: it's it's doable, you know. I don't yeah. see why not, and there's enough games left. You know, we haven't dropped completely off the pace. It just, right. uh, I wish we'd made a bit more of our games in hand, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah, it's uh, we're agree. still in there.
0: So yeah, I I I agree with you. Uh, I think it's uh, still realistic. Um, there are some follow-up questions that Scouse Loki has asked, but I I believe it's very in-depth talking about how many new players we realistically need to sign if we do get Champions League, and it's just very difficult questions, uh, that gotta be honest, I, I could see us if, I mean, just to give it a thin coat, Mm -hmm. I would say if we do get Champions League somehow, um, I think we need at least four. Yeah, and
1: I'll, I, I agree. And in terms of the names that are being bandied about, I'm excited by the talk of Max Ahrens at, um, at Norwich. Very um, I was just watching some of his stuff today. Wow, what a player. Um, at least, you know, what I can see on YouTube. Um, but... I just to have vision in my mind of another, you know, another Ben Godfrey who comes from Norwich and sets the world alight, and that would yep. just be fantastic. So, you know, I think that there are some good names out there. We do need some. Um, you know, I think, you know, we could do with a bit more, a bit more along the right side. I think um,
0: absolutely.
1: Well, you know, let's see. But I think, yeah, I agree with you. Probably about four, and you know, and good midfielders are always at a premium. So. Let's see. Let's see.
0: And that is assuming, of course, that we'd have a couple leave as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the four we bring in would be four who are contributing. Uh, So, yeah, that's anyway. Okay, well, that's the end of the mailbag. It is empty now. I can go, you know, put it in the corner until the next time. Right. Click the mail. James. James? James, the show is over. Congratulations. Wow. You, thank you very you much. Have, you have
1: somehow survived me. Do you know, before I go, do you mind if I mention one thing?
0: Um, it's It just needs to be really awesome, James. Okay. Yes. All right.
1: Yes. Okay. Oh, it will be, I promise. So <laughs>
0: one thing I will say
1: that um, has been, I and mean, thank you so much for having me on the, the podcast, obviously on the show. You're absolutely been,
0: welcome. We're so, welcome. I'm so psyched to have you.
1: It has been wonderful getting to know everybody across the States in this, you know, in this virtual way. And I think that, you know, the more that we can do with that, like having this community for us all, you know, particularly at this difficult time, it, it's so important, you know. And I think that the more we can all do that and be together in whatever way, virtually, on Twitter, Instagram, you know, it just, it, it's, it's just so good for us as a, you know, it is what it is about. It's like I'm someone who grew up, going to Goodison every week, and Mm. this feels real to me. Do you know what I mean? It's a continuation of that kind of culture and community I I grew up in. So, you know, and I think that hopefully we're going to see even more of that this year. My understanding from what I've been told is that there's talk of a a toffee fest event that's going to be held virtually uh, at at some point um, during the course of this season, which is going to be... Something that I've been looking forward to for a long time, to in a way to bring everyone together. Um, I haven't got full details of that yet. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. how that's gonna gonna work out. But you know, we've been doing so much virtually that it seems that you know we'll, we'll be coming together to, to to a greater extent at some point. So I think that's. I'm really excited to hear about that. You know, and I think that you know there's a lot of excitement amongst them, a lot of the, the the US Evertonians about that. So. You know, I think you know watch this space. I think that there's going to be some. We'll 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 get to be together a lot more. You know, during the coming months.
0: James, that was more than awesome. Oh,
1: that thank was
0: you. Beautiful. Thank Look, you. Listen to the way you wax poetic about the club and the support and the connection. It's beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Especially when you when your lives add up when you talk about Toffee Fest, Toffee Stock, Toffee Palooza. We just we need to utilize all of these goofy names <laughs> <laughs> as long great. as it's in a
1: as long as one day it'll be in a field somewhere yes. you know, that'll be the best just a little bit of Evertonians in the field dancing but yeah great um, but yeah no it, it's, it's going to be I think it's going to be really exciting um, and you yes. know and we're going you know and there's so many opportunities for the club here in the US like so many good people like yourself who've been drawn to Everton and you know it's not always the easiest choice in life
0: if you wanted an easy life, would you become an Evertonian? So, it's, but I'm always fascinated by the psychology of people like me, you know, the ones who who say, you know what, this feels right, and I just don't even, yeah. I can't even really consider the others. No, you know, that's,
1: that's who you were chosen, mate. You're
0: chosen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right on. Well, yeah, looking forward to learning more about about that, and, and I I do think this is a. a the club, I think, especially and the uh, fans forum, you know, they're going to, they're, they put a real focus on connection and, yeah. and kind of reaching out. Um, and it's a, it is a, it is a beautiful thing, especially right now. Now is yeah. a perfect time for connections. What I think a lot of people need it. Yeah. And, you know, just being all these other things, like, you
1: know, kind of the deal with homo for like all the kind of the merch. That's, I mean, which looks great. And it's, you know, that's bringing in, that's brought in about $10,000, I think. And, you know, Mm -hmm. a big portion of that's going to have it in the community. So, you know, it's a constantly, it's an evolving thing and, you know, and everything's rooted back to, back to Goodison and the club. And, you know, in America, as you know, the the fans groups, you know, it's this growing dynamic thing right across the country. It's just been wonderful to see. And it's been wonderful to be in contact with everyone. Um, about that like it's, been a, you know, it's been a lonely year for a lot of people but has. this is you know this type of, what we're doing today the kind of the match day experiences I now have with people have just been like kind of a highlight for me um, no seriously I mean it's oh, um, I, oh, it's been a awesome. tough year and, and it, 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 it's kind of like it's, been, it's helped keep me going so yeah. you know more of that You know hopefully we'll see more of that and it's going to be you know I think it'll be great it'll be really great
0: that is yeah that's some soul feeding stuff that's <laughs> yeah no it's so anyway this is this just kind of it, it's funny, I feel like every single time i I come on here and I talk about the 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 connection, the reaching yeah, out yeah. you know, and it's how it's uh you know just continues to you know affirm that every time I come mm-hmm. on and I meet yeah. somebody like you James so thank
1: you so much, yes
0: thank you was, so much for coming on and talking to me, man
1: great stuff, you too and uh, I hope you have a good night. I hope you get a bit of rest. I'm, as, I'm, as, as we are parents of young children.
0: <laughs> I Right now, my kid's next door. I'm got, about to go walk in there and see if they're actually asleep or if they're in there, like, I don't know, they set up the goals and they're playing a whole game. Right. Okay, now you're Everton with the yellow and I'm Everton with the green and let's right. play a game. You know, yeah, that could be happening. Or they could be playing poker, James, i don't know
1: is what i'm saying you're gonna to have to find out mate you're gonna to have to go in there Let the
0: Lord i'm just not i'm just gonna i'm just gonna assume it all went to plan i'm gonna go hang out in another room uh oh, anyway I'll, great I'll, stuff fingers fingers crossed everything's cool uh anyway james uh i guess is, it? is there anything else you want uh you want me no, to plug that was great. Uh, in, uh nyc evertonians uh, yes. Yeah,
1: and NYC and Everton is yes. And um, obviously, if you're a, a New York if you're Everton fan in this area, just reach out to us. Um, we're doing a lot of stuff constantly. You know, we're trying to. Kind of, we're also trying to help amplify um, some of the newer, newer groups that have started um, doing a lot of work for Everton in the community. We have these beautiful New York Evertonian pins. I don't actually have mine to hand, which cost five dollars. The proceeds go to Everton in the community. Uh, Michael Setterberg told me to mention them. Um, it's a very, very good cause. Um, and yeah, you know, just please get in touch with us. You know, the 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 more, the merrier. We're always welcome. You know, you, you will always be welcome
0: with us. Also, if you just happen to be in New York, if you happen to be in the New York City yes. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when when things are a little safer and that kind of thing. Yeah, get up. Come comes. and
1: come and say hi. Come and say yes. hi.
0: All right, so uh, James, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my closing spiel now. Okay, so let me ramble off a bunch of stuff really quick. Okay, yeah. So if you've been enjoying what you're hearing and or seeing, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel or the the toffee blues podcast either one whichever one you know is your thing uh also uh please check out the toffee blues website all things everton on there lots of cool um content on there supplied by people you find on this channel often um yeah and they're they're good fellas every once in a while back in the day when i was available during the earlier hours of the day i got on and spoke with them and they were nice to me so you should read their stuff just saying (laughs) Um, So, there's that. Also, follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you feel like it, don't forget that I wrote a children's book, Randolph (laughs) the Christmas Moose. The idea came from the Toffee Blues podcast. So, yeah, it's about a moose who decides he likes to run. Someone tries to take it from him. He doesn't let that happen. And then, who knows, maybe he saves Christmas. Yeah, I'm still getting... I'm still trying to nail down this marketing, my book thing, but it's available on Amazon. Please check it out. Even though it's not Christmas, the message has nothing to do with Christmas. Just saying. (laughs) There we go. All right, James, I'm done, done spieling. I'm spieled out.
1: Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: This has been great. James. Thanks so much, everybody. That was James Rogers. I'm Jerry Gibson. Uh, Yeah. And um, three points incoming question mark. would love that to happen against the big fundamentals, Burnley, fingers crossed, let's make it happen. All right, everybody out there, much love to you. Bye.